Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whisker Wear Apparel along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and we're going to be visiting tonight, Doc, with Boomer. But uh, before we get started, uh, let's go over some of the stuff you got going on for Bing's tournament. Well, the tournament is this Saturday. It's finally made it here. It looks like the weather is going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, I was down at the river today, this afternoon, and uh, the water is high, but it's going to drop another six foot prior to Saturday. So it, it's going to be uh, pretty fishable by the weekend. Uh, awesome. the, the banner behind me, this will be the last time you see it on the show uh, because uh, it'll be posted down at the tournament. And uh, I'm, I'm going to ask all the fishermen that, Anybody that fishes the tournament, I'd like for them to sign it. I'll have uh, markers there for everybody to sign it. You can sign it on the front. You can sign it on the back. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we have a great turnout. The way things are looking, it, it, it may be a little bit more than what I was fully expecting right now. So, Well, that's okay. We'd rather have too many than not enough, and I think you guys have done an outstanding job putting this thing together. It's for one of the best causes that we could ever be involved with, and and you you and Lynn have done a really cool deal there, so uh, uh, it's going to be a great show, and everybody's going to have a good time. Yeah, we're going to start the registration about 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, We can sell rifle tickets at that time, too. Uh, Teresa Shelton's going to have a bake sale. And uh, Lynn is uh, fixing her no-bake cookies, and they are to die for. So, uh, yeah, y'all can come down there and send some of that stuff yeah. to me in a goodie bag. If nobody catches any fish, at least we're going. Our bellies are going to be full with a lot of good stuff. So, well, I've heard we, about them cookies that Lynn makes, and I've heard about some of that stuff that Teresa makes. So. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a good time regardless. You know, that's, it's, that's what it's, all about. it's it's going to be a killer sitting on the bank. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lynn and I have been married 23 years, and this will be the second time in 23 years that we have been to a tournament, and we're not fishing. Uh, the first time uh, wow. happened, it happened back in the 1990s when I broke a, a hydraulic pump on my boat, and just couldn't we got down there for a championship and on the Ohio River and couldn't fish it. Wow. So we sat there on the bank and watched the watched everybody else catch fish. It, it, it was a killer. So this weekend is it, it it's going, you know, but it's for a good cause. I just got too much to do and I I don't want to get out there and try to fish and do everything that else I've got to do. So well, I got a feeling that Lynn, uh Janet and Bink will be there. I know they will and yeah. uh you'll have some of the best company you could possibly have to sit there and bull, bull shoot with. And, and uh, you guys will have a good time. Them other guys may be fishing, but you'll have just as much fun with those two. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, my partner, Daniel and his wife and their kids, they're going to be there. And Teresa and Dave are going to be there. And, and I've got some other people that ha- uh, have contacted me and said, Hey, I'd like to come in and help. And, so who who knows what we're going to have? We're going, you know, Vince is, he's uh, my waymaster, and uh, he's not even going to fish. He's he's going to sit there and uh, 
we'll have a good time throughout the day. So absolutely, you know, and and you've had some other guys that's helped you out. I know Claude's done some stuff, yeah. and and there's yeah. there's a bunch of other guys that a lot of people. In and, yeah. yeah, and 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 the uh, the people that's donated stuff that that's a really cool part and yeah. and uh it, it's going to be a great time and like i said it's going to be for one of the most worthwhile causes that we could be involved with and and uh, thank you and lynn for everything you've done to make this happen it's just a really cool deal thanks with that being said boomer wilson man how's it going buddy oh it's going it's going real good you uh you and i've talked about fishing a lot a lot <laughs> and uh <laughs> We talk on a phone or online or message back and forth quite a bit, and we never get to do it. But we're going to make it happen this year, ain't we? Yeah, we're going to give it some go. We're going to do some video stuff, and and uh, we're going to go over a bunch of stuff tonight, Boomer, about Lake Ozarks and, and the different arms and how we fish it and how you find bait and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, you need to save back two or three little secret things for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know I can put them in good use. I you know last year we we took a, a day trip. Cindy and I did, and and met with uh, uh, our old buddy uh, Craig up there at, oh, at yeah. the lake. And you guys was on the lake in another boat, and and we was uh, getting bait, and you guys was catching fish, and we was not, and and uh, you know it was a pretty fun day that day. But we get out there in that boat together, and, and uh, get to discussing who's got what and where the fish are and using different stuff and talking about products and different things. We're going to have a great time when we make that. Uh, well, we'll have fun whether we catch fish or not. I don't, that's right. I don't that's get right. in a boat. I don't get in a boat unless we're having fun. So that's the whole, that's the reason you do it. You know, yeah. that, I, them guys at tournament fishing, they're so serious. They forget what the, the fun factor is and they might be doing it for the wrong reason. Hey, not when I'm around. I'm either I'm either I'm either making people laugh or, or pissing people off. I guess because I'm I'm having fun regardless. So uh. we'll have a great time. We're gonna make that happen. I've got some other trips and stuff planned out for the year, and and uh, time's getting close, man. It's it's there. I mean, it's almost May. Yep, yep. The fish will be going. Things will be getting good. So. Uh, I'm going to let Doc answer a few questions for you. I'll have some stuff, and I'm going to try to watch the chat, and we'll try to keep up with that. If anybody's got any uh, uh, questions or anything for Boomer or about the Lake of the Ozarks or getting bait or any of that kind of stuff, feel free to jump in there and get them to us, and we'll we'll ask these these questions because uh, we've already had one really good-sized tournament that worked out really good down at the lake. we got another coming up next spring, and – and Boomer fishes the lake a lot, so he'll have all kinds of questions or answers for you. So if you guys got any questions, just send them to him. We'll get them to you as quick as we can. With that being said, there you go, Doc. Alrighty. So this is where our national, our Catfish Weekly National Tournament is going to be held, right? In 2018. Right. Yes, sir. Correct. All right. Spill the beans on it, Boomer. <laughs> where do you want to? Where do you want to start? All right, so how? Just kind of give me some demographics on this lake. How big is it? Okay, so actual size, I'm not sure, but I do know that there's more shoreline around Lake of the Ozarks than the entire coast of California. Oh, so wow. if you were to go all the way around it, you know, there's there's the main lake, which is made by the Osage River, obviously, you know, and then you have the Graboy Arm, the Niangua Arm, and the Glaze Arm, as well. 
um, and they're both, you know, all three of those are 12 to 15 miles a piece as well. So, okay. So they, um, so this lake has got a bunch of arms off of the main lake. Right, right. You've got you've got three you've got three main arms, big arms, and then the Osage River, which once you get above, you know, the the 40, 45 ish, it, it becomes a lot more channelized riverish than than a lake. You know, there's it's it's much more channelized. It's nothing like Wheeler. You don't have barge traffic. You don't have buoys, but it's definitely one of those. If you, the wrong time of year, if you get out of the channel, you're going to be sitting on a mud flat till somebody comes and pulls you off. Okay. All right. And now is that, is all that marked or it's not marked? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I mean, if you, if you have a good, you know, Navionics or Lake Master card, it's that runs the channel, but no, if you're, a, if you're a first timer, and hopefully in May, you know, we'll, by May we'll have enough rain to where you won't have to worry about that. But if you're a first timer, I definitely recommend a good card because without it, you can you can get into some, you know, nothing dangerous, but a lot of very shallow mud flats that that can cause you some issues. You can't just go cutting up, you know, around people and whatnot. <clears throat> okay. So now, now the okay, so it's. This lake drawn down in the winter time? Yeah, absolutely. They they do a winter drawdown every year. <clears throat> um, this year was a lot more than usual. They, uh, I don't know if it was poor planning mixed with you know. I mean, we were really kind of in a drought in this area in the winter time. We didn't get much rain, much hardly any snow at all. Right. Um, Same as us. So so she was running you know nine nine foot lower than than usual this winter. It was, okay. uh, it was, it was low. <laughs> yeah. It was even, I mean, it was still, we were still about seven and a half foot low from where we needed to be at, at Alex's tournament a couple weeks ago. It was still down pretty, pretty low. We're starting to creep back up where we need to be now though. We've, I mean, it seems like it's rained here for the past three weeks straight. So right. we're, we're getting to where we need to be. Yeah. Thomas Heath wants to know, do you ever use golden shiners for bait? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I, I like to use shiners whenever I'm targeting flatheads, um, shiners and, and creek chubs both. Okay. What about bait on the lake? I take it there's plenty. Of, that's all I keep hearing about. Is yeah. there's <laughs> bait on the lake. So there's, there's a, there's a shatter too, I think. I mean, yeah. there's one or two. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the thing is, you know, Lake of the Ozarks is, is just like anywhere you can be. I mean, you can absolutely be on piles and piles of bait and then, um, you know, you go one day and they're just, it's a ghost town. And this year, especially, you know, normally Gravoy is kind of the go-to arm to get, to get really good bait. And uh, a lot of people struggled down there this year. I mean, they really did over, over the winter and early spring. Yeah. And, and yeah. you, you eventually find bait, but I guess it's, I guess we're spoiled more than anything because generally you can drop a boat in, you can make one run, one run to, to a cove, throw once, throw three times max and you've got bait, you know? And so when I say people struggled, maybe you had to look for four or five hours, you know? I mean, I guess, I guess we really are spoiled when it comes to shad. Um, there are a few, um, you know, gold eye, moon eye, whichever, whichever one I'm not sure exactly, but, um, in there still to my knowledge, there are no skipjack. Um, 
there should be. The Osage River has them. The Osage River had them before they dammed it. Um, could there be one or two floating around still somewhere? Sure, but I've never. He's freezing I mean, up. I've never heard of, of anyone catching skipjack on Lake the Ozarks. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's really a, a shad. Well, and skipjack don't work for bait. I lost you for a second. What'd you say, Lyle? We lost him again. <laughs> I think he was saying that, that skipjack don't work as well for bait. And uh, that generally that's true. Yes. Um, I think you can still, you could probably still scrounge up some blues just because of the sheer numbers on the lake. But it's, I mean, shad's, shad's where it's at, you know, 100%. And then uh, green, green sunfish and chubs and shiners and, um, I don't really use bullheads. I mean, I'm sure they work fine on the, for, for flatties, but it's, it's more of a chub shiner green sunfish thing. Okay. What's, what's your preferred method? Of bait <clears throat> form? I mean, are you anchored down? Are you dragging baits or what it are depends, you depends. It, it depends on where I'm at on the lake. You know, any, anything from 45 up, it, it, there's a lot of variables. If they're running water, I like to go to what we, so what we call on the lake, we have the little end and the big end. The little end is basically from 45 up to Truman Dam, the, the more channelized area I was talking about. <laughs> and then the big end is basically from 45 down to Bagnell. And that's that's your big open water. You know, you have 100-foot water. Um, so if they're running water, I'm going to be on the little end, and I'm going to be either anchored or um, essentially walking baits. You know, it's it sounds crazy on a lake like that because it doesn't draw a lot of current, but, uh, you know, if, if they're pulling good, you can, you know, you can bump a one or a two and, and walk baits down those mud ledges and do really well. Um, yeah. so, and then if, if there's no current, then yeah, I'm generally dragging and, and drifting, suspend drifting down on gravoy down on the big end. Now in, in, okay. So our tournament is in 2018 and it's in May. Right. Well, that, what will the boat traffic be like? Well, you know, is it, it's, is it going to be crazy or? So it, it will be. Yes. Um, I think, are we, are we one or two weekends out from Memorial day on that? I think we're just, uh, I think we're just one. one. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically it, there's going to be some big boats. I mean, you know, there's no reason to, to hide anything. For everybody watching, there's going to be some big boats. There's going to be boat traffic. Um, you know, there's plenty of places to fish with those big boats. Won't be around. You know, it just it's one of those things. Just pay attention. You know, don't yeah. don't. My my biggest advice would be to to get in one of the arms and get, or get in some coves. You know, you do not want to be out on the main lake, the main crank. You know, from the the four to the thirty mile marker trying to fish you know making the runs you can do it that's fine but you do not want to be out there trying to pull a drift i mean you're gonna see some big waves and so like with wheeler you know you can pretty much it, it depends very wind dependent on which way the waves are coming how the waves are breaking um yeah because you don't have that traffic so where where lake of the ozarks becomes a whole different animal is that you don't have to have wind because you've got all these boats crisscrossing, crisscrossing. So you may think that you're, you know, doing fine, cutting 45s, going this way, and you may have a, you know, a six foot wave come up over 
coming coming from behind you all of a sudden just because you know those you know a lot of those those big boats they're just they're just out running and gunning and playing so yeah um i mean there's going to be boat traffic but with that said it's you know it's a hundred miles from dam to dam they you know there's there's plenty of places to fish yeah yeah um Let's see. Let me see if somebody's got a question. Lyle, are you back with us? I am. I lost the internet. Yeah, I know. You just uh, you ghosted out on us. Yeah. Yeah. I, you you just guys just think I was cussing before the show when we was having problems. It was a lot worse when that happened. Uh, uh, we we talked we talked about that too. We figured you'd be pretty happy about it. <laughs> Sour yeah, Well. <laughs> Yeah, one of the Before one of the guys says this, like. Go ahead, Lyle. Before we bought this house, I was used to lightning fast, uninterrupted internet, and for the most part, this is not too bad. But it's not what I'm used to. I don't know if there's anything lightning fast in Buffalo, Missouri. No, there's not, and I'm one of the things that is not. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Pat Muling stated he said the lake turns into a washing machine hard to hit the waves right exactly that's exactly what i was saying yep pat's pat's spot on so when it so what what do you do you duck in one of the arms and then try to fish in that area when it gets real rough on that main lake or yeah i mean i just i just don't fish the the main lake yeah i just you know depending on what the fish are going to do you know, and we, and we can break that down. The There's a lot of good shallow water fishing. If the fish are shallow, there's a lot of, uh, you know, once you get back in the arms further, there's still boat traffic, but it's the, it's the 20 to 30 foot boats. You know, you can still pull drifts and, and, and get by with it. You get out there in that main crank. I mean, we're talking 60, 70, 80 plus foot boats. So. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's and it used to not be like that, and they some big I don't know if it was USA Today or, or what it was, but anyway, they voted Lake of the Ozarks the top <coughs> destination lake in the United States a few years ago, and that's really that's really brought in some knuckleheads. Um, <laughs> it has, <laughs> and wow. and there's always a ton of bass guys and crappie guys on that lake because not only is that lake full of catfish, it's and bait. It's full of bass fishermen. It's full of crappie fishermen, and and there's some pretty good bass and crappie fishing on the lake. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, what was I forgot? I think the lady that when I talked to them up there, I think she told me that uh, their their general uh, deal for bass tournaments is is uh, like 600 tournaments a year on Lake Ozark just for bass. Yep. Wow. So that's a lot. And and if I remember correctly, they told me that Lake of the Ozarks from the Bagnell Dam, which is the, the end of the lake, where it's in the deep end, uh, from there to the uh, uh, Truman Dam that separates Lake Ozark from Truman, it's 80 miles. Uh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's like a, actually, it's 104-ish. 104, 104, 104, yeah, tip to tip. I don't know. That's that's a that's a long lake, and it is. It's a it's a giant lake. It's not uh, like Texoma or some of them places where it's uh, uh, really really wide. In a lot of areas, there is some areas that is really wide, 
but it's just so long and and there's boomer there's tons and tons of of uh uh coves and inlets that you can go up in and and there if you if you like to fish boat docks you'll have no problem finding boat docks to fish in yeah that ain't that ain't no kidding and and you know being so long and not as wide in some places um can really work to a benefit um you know say say you do have uh, just a horrible wind that day the the lake is so twisty and turny and not wide enough to where you can still get out of the wind and still still find you know fish and there's a lot of rock bluffs on that lake I mean, if you like to fish rock there's stuff falling in there all the time and and uh, there's there's long rock bluffs all kinds of structure in that lake yep I mean that's that's really that's what's so that's what I love about it. You start from the Bagnell Dam end and you've got huge deep water, you've got rock bluffs, you've got everything, you know, and then you move up and you've got structure and you keep moving up and you've got mud and you've got river channel and I mean it's really just got a little bit of everything for everybody. It really does. And uh you know it's I'm not I haven't fished it a lot in the last several years, and, and the reason I didn't is because the areas that I always wanted to fish was so full of them big boats, and and uh, there's areas up in there where them guys just, they do nothing but take them big boats and time up and party, and uh, that, that's all fine. That That's part of having a, a lake that is uh, a tourist or vacation-oriented, and it very much is, but the, the simple fact is that lake is full of fish, and it's full of Uh oh, we lose him again, Boomer. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Boy, he's gonna he's yeah, gonna have he's, to come apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here Chad Wall wants to know, Boomer, what is your personal best on the lake for each species? Um, so sixty-eight for blue. Um, I don't really target flatheads on the lake. That's more I go to the river for that. But I do have a thirty-two pound flathead on the lake. And then channels, um, maybe six, seven pounds. Okay. It does, Lake of the Ozarks, just everyone, you know, about two a year, you'll hear of a 14 or 15 pound channel. But for the most part, you know, the, the rats are just, they're just small. They don't, they don't really grow. Yeah. Okay. What depth of water are in these arms? Um, so, you know, from, from the mouth, we can just start basically at the glaze where, you know, that, that would be the, well, the gravel, the gravel arm is the closest one to the dam. So at the mouth of the gravel, there's, you know, 96, 97 feet right at the mouth where it dumps into the main. Um, there's a little bowl there of about 111 feet. And then basically, you know, it's 12 miles to the back of that. And you've got everything from, you know, 70 foot to, to, to no water um you know the the back of the arm there's there's plenty of mud flats and creeks um the i would say average depth halfway in probably a 50 foot channel with uh you know 30 foot flats going into the coves the mouths of the coves you'll see a lot of 60 70 foot water um halfway backs in the coves you're gonna have your 30 and 40 and then on back to you know the longer coves you'll have plenty of of shallow mud any of um, no wake um yeah so some of the coves 
a lot of a lot of the way that the coves work on Lake of the Ozarks is if you shoot down the middle of it, you're fine. It's no wake a hundred feet in from these docks or a hundred feet in from these docks. So if you shoot down the middle, you can pretty much blow to the back of almost any of them. Um, you know, and that's the graboy arm, the, uh, the glaze arm. It's got, it's got big water. Um, it's right there. Basically, if you've ever traveled on 54 highway, you know, that's, that's, that's the main crank that you cross in the, in the glaze arm on 54 highway. Uh, and then it goes on back and it's, it splits up and that's a lot rockier, uh, rockier arm if you like fishing rocks. Um, but also that, that is the arm that has part, the party cove, you know, the, the world famous party cove. So it gets pretty wild on that arm. Um, and then the Niangua is, is, it's pretty deep. Um, I would say, oh, I'd say it's probably 60 ish out around where it connects into but uh halfway from halfway back into there you're gonna you're not gonna see much over 40 feet and then uh anything above the 45 ish mile marker you know and and i'm sure guys you know will say well you're wrong i mean i'm not not being exact but 99 percent of above the 45 mile marker you're gonna have a 20 to 30 foot channel and you know you're gonna have some 40 and some 50 foot holes but once you get in that channelized part, you're not going to see much over 30 feet in the channel. Okay. So depending on what the fish want and how they're doing it, either you're dragging baits or you're anchored down fishing. Yes, sir. What about under bobbers? Do you do that or? Um, you know, I've, I've thrown some bobbers at, at night um, or of an evening. If I can get a wind, I'll throw a bigger bobber up on those mud flats and just kind of let them push the bobbers across the mud flats. Um, you know, I've had some success. I'm not going to say that I've had a lot of success doing that, but, uh, you know, I'm not a bobber specialist by any means. <laughs> okay. Do you use planer boards? Yes. Yes, I do. I do run planer boards, drifting and dragging. Okay. So we actually, uh, we're actually lucky enough to hook up with uh, BJ Ayers with uh, the original clear board. And he's he's made some double boards that uh, we're gonna we're gonna put to test next week down at Wheeler. But we're thinking we're thinking they're gonna pull ten or twelve ounces and and a you know a ten ounce bait and not have any problems. So that's gonna be big. Yeah. A lot a lot of those boards, you know, you put too much weight or too big of a bait and they just kind of lag on you. They don't really walk out where they need to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, we we pull boards for sure. Yeah, he sent me two boards for uh, Banks' uh, benefit tournament. I, in yeah. fact, they arrived today. Yep, they're uh, they're really cool. Those those double boards, I we haven't got to run run them yet, but uh, we're gonna run them at Wheeler. Those double boards, I think they're gonna be. If I if I can pull you know pull a big bait, I'm happy. That's um that's one thing I won't ever do. I never downsize baits. Um, it's cost me a lot of money, but you know, Lyle can attest and it's, it's, it's not a cocky thing. It's not even a confident thing. I've caught more 15 pound fish in Lake of the Ozarks than I, I ever care to again. You know, I'm, I throw big baits and I want to get big fish. <laughs> yeah. You so know, when that, you that, talk about, when you talk about big baits, how big of a bait are we talking about here? Um, you know, it, the bigger, the better you can get. Um, if you get into 
on the lake you can generally find some some 10 to 13 inch shad um but you can if they're running water you can just drop right off the other side on bagnell and you can you can get some good you know two two and a half pound shad um some some, some good sized baits so are you running double hooks on them one in the, um, head, on, one in the back yeah, on, on the bigger baits yep yeah okay yeah but gen generally you can take you know a, a 10 inch shad a 12 inch shed and cut it right behind his dorsal and uh you know make one bait out of that and that's you know i mean there's that's that's pretty much the ideal size on lake of the ozarks though you know about you know five six inches of bait anything anything will eat it so you mainly run cut bait or do you do live also uh once once june hits and that water gets hot um you know right well may early june pre-spawn i'll run live and then post-spawn i'll run run live for a little bit live shad but you know i i can't say that one works better than the other you right know? right yeah why are you back with us i am and i'm just beside myself <laughs> did you uh did you catch chad's uh chad wall's question yeah or what? okay yep yeah all yeah. right yeah. danny Cowley's Danny Cow is on our on our show tonight in the chat. I believe he's in here last week, and uh, he says he caught his personal best flathead near the mile marker four. Danny runs a YouTube channel, uh, does some videos and stuff. Thank, welcome to the show, Danny. Uh, there's a, there's some quality flatheads in that that lake. Uh, yeah, a absolutely. People, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that the flathead fishing is that good in there because uh, they catch. For eaters, they're looking for the small blues and the small channel cat. But with all that rock and structure that's in there, uh, a guy could go in there and get into some really good flathead fishing. It'd be right down Doc's Alley. In there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We, uh, five or six years ago, we, uh, my, my brother's father used to, back when he was alive, ran a snagging tournament every year. And, uh, Oh, it may have been longer than six years ago, but anyway, we we snagged a seventy-eight pound flathead up around uh, up around the fifty-five in that tournament, um, and I mean that's so I know I know they're in there, you know. Oh yeah, yep, they're there. It, right right now we're in in snagging season. They got snagging oh, tournaments all over. Goodness gracious, Truman and stuff going on. I got some really good friends. It's been about a month down there in them snagging tournaments. Bruce Lawrence and. A uh, bunch of guys that I know went to school with. They go down there every year. And they take campers and they stay and stay and stay till they're sick of it. And, uh, they're having a pretty good year on those two lakes snagging right now this year. Oh they're man, they they really are. And and that sport is growing. You know, just I've never seen anything like it. You know, and anybody that knows me knows I hang out at at Tombstone a lot. You know, and 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 screw around in there with Adam. And man, he is just. The amount of snaggers are just unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. And they get Adam's a good dude. Boy, they get into it. I mean, there's boats that's flying flags, and I mean, they they oh. really get into it. There's a they, they do. There's there's one boat that uh that I've seen you know three the last three or four years, and it's actually genius. It's a little John boat, and they've got them a basically what we run is a rod rack for catfishing. But they've got a big metal lever on one end, and they put them rods in, and one person will pull, and it'll pull all all four or six of those rods at one pull, you know, just pulling that lever. 
and then they'll just rotate out and one person will pull all rods for a while. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a uh, inbox on Facebook from Rachel and Scott McGowan and uh, you know, they said that they couldn't believe how close those big boats got to them when they was up there fishing the twisted cat charm. And they, they're not afraid of you. I mean, no, sir. Afraid of, no, sir. No, sir. They'll get right next to you. And if they tangle you up, they don't, they don't really care. Uh, they also made a, a nice comment that it's nice to find out this information about like the Ozarks. And, and that was the idea. You know, we, we, Absolutely. Like, we talked about doing a show anyhow, and, and you're so familiar with that, you know, like, uh, uh, Craig is that it's good to, to get some people on here that know about that because it's going to be a big deal next year. Absolutely. We, we yeah, and I it. want, and, and my, you know, I guess it's just, I don't know whether it's the pride in me or what, but growing up on that lake, you know, fishing that lake every weekend since I've been five years old, you know, I want people to come and I want people to have a good time. I want, hell, I want everybody to catch a hundred pounds of fish. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it's here for. That's, that's right. And, and these guys that are whining and complaining about these slot limits, they won't be whining about them in five or six years when them fish in that slot get over that slot and everybody's catching quality fish. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I get so tired of these guys saying, well, I, I depend on them fish for my family to eat. If your family needs food that bad, go get you a job. McDonald's is hiring every day. That's I mean, it. They can't nobody eat that much fish. No, and I and I try, you know, try to be so pleasant. But when somebody says that they have to keep every single thing they catch to put food on the table, I mean, it's just not true. It's, that's right. That, yeah. That's exactly right. Keep, keep all lying. the keep all the fish you want. Just don't keep the slot fish. I mean, it's you know, it. the law is the law, and that's a lot of people don't think it's working. And you know, this could this gets into a whole other thing, but. You know, you can't you can't compare Wheeler Lake and Wilson Lake to Lake of the Ozarks because no. the water the water temperatures those fish have a lot longer to grow. You know, we we get hard water. The lake never freezes up, but you know we get hard water on the coves and and those fish just can't grow year round like they can at, at Wheeler and Wilson. Right. And, uh, That's correct. But the correct. you know I've I've seen I've seen the you know the the slot limit it. It sucked, you know, the first two, three years. It, it did. It sucked, but, but I really do think. I mean, I think we're heading. I think we're headed somewhere. I really absolutely. Do. You just got to look long picture, and that's that's all it amounts to. Cat Stalker Outdoor says now all he has to do is get qualified. That is correct. And buddy, there is plenty of qualifying tournaments oh, yeah. all over the place. They're they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Alex is having, I believe, now as as many as five that he's doing. Uh, it seems like every one of his is a qualifier, which is great. You know, I mean, it is, and and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be so many fish caught next year when when this tournament comes off, because like I say, baits really as usually not too big of an issue. People usually get all the bait they want without too much trouble, and you'll catch fish. If you don't catch fish down there, it's probably because you was hung over from the night before and you just didn't get out. And go. You know, the fish are there and they, they bite year, nearly year round. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's not, I don't know, it's it's unlike any, you know, I've fished a lot of places in this country. And my brother and I were just talking about this just Saturday. You know, I can go out and, and be catching fish in 40 foot of water and call him and he's catching fish in two foot of water. I mean, right. they they don't really pattern like everywhere else. 
I mean, there's just a lot of fish in Lake of the Ozarks. There's there is, and, and those coves are deep, and and most of them are not most of them. A, a majority of them are in creek channels. Those coves yeah, are, yeah, uh, where they have a a specific deep spot and shallows on the side. So you've got you can go up in some of them coves for a long way, and you oh, can yeah. drag your bait or pull your however you want to do it. You can go up in there and make a sweep and come back out. And if you get bit two or three times, you can go through there three or four times again. You know, until that cove's not working. If if it's so, and I like doing that versus being out on that on the main body of the lake. Because on that main body, if there's any wind, it's like any other big lake. It affects right. you a little bit. Uh, it's easier to control the boat and the coves and stuff. But some of them are really, really long. Some of them are really wide. Some of them are not quite as wide. But there's always fish up in them. And yep. uh, And you can, you know, and and that's that those longer coves. I mean, it really is. It's if if you are just I guess that you know that would be a tip for somebody that's just coming in completely blind. Those longer coves, you know, just drive to the back of it, drag baits that's all right. the way out of it, and that's right. I promise. When you get back there, you're gonna find baits. At some point, you're gonna find fish, you know, between between the back of that cove and the mouth of it. And chance, you know, if you drag through and you get hit at 20 foot, just you know, shorten your drag up next time and, and focus on the 20 foot in that cove. That's, I mean, that's right. You know, we was we was talking uh, when when Alex had that tournament up here a few weeks ago. We found about a dozen really good fish in a spot about two hundred yards long, and that was the only fish around it. And it was in eighty foot of water. And I wouldn't make an, that long run over there to fish that small amount of fish because we couldn't find anything reasonably close to them. So it had been run over there and try to catch those and then come back where where we fished we was catching fish all day long and uh but I'm quite sure that if we went over there and got them to go, they was good enough fish that they would have done some good, yeah, but they was just a short drag and and it was really deep, and they was down on the bottom, and I know that them would have been quality fish, but to go over there and spend uh forty five minutes to an hour going and coming back. And however long you fished them, and if they didn't go, you just wasted right half half a day, you know. Yep. So it yeah. was hard to hard to let them go, but I did. Well, they'll be okay. there. They'll be there for when we go out next time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you talked about the slot fish, and, and let's go ahead and explain to our viewers what when you refer to slot fish, what are the slot fish okay um so on on truman lake and lake of the ozarks um that they they protected the 26 to 34 inch fish so you know if if you're just going out fun fishing essentially you could have you could have two fish over that 34 inches and then um either eight under or, or 10 unders and no overs for a combined bag of 10. But, but, um, it, the, the fish from 26 to 34 inches are protected. So you have to release those yeah, fish. Immediately release. Yo. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's just going to make the fishing that much better in years to come. That's correct. Yep. And I'm sure, so. sure if any of my buddies are watching some, somebody will have a smart ass comment, you know, and I'll be the first to say, I, I, you know, I, I did, um, I did, I did have a fish that was over a couple tournaments ago and I measured that sucker three times and, and he was 25 and seven eighths, but, uh, 
you know, and that that's another thing that, that you really got to watch. It, that, that slot is 26 to 34, so you have to break that plane. You know, if you have a 34-inch fish, that's it's a slot legal. fish. That's right. You, it's you not have legal. to break had, that plane. We had three of them in that tournament. <laughs> it was right on the line, and we throwed them all back. And my son had never fished a tournament before, and and he was bumming, you know, about throwing those 34-inch. But they're not. <laughs> yeah. The rule says over 34-inch, yep. so if it's on the line, it's not over. It's so you, you got to throw back. Yeah, yes, sir. There's no sense in taking a chance on on being disqualified from a tournament if you if you're not it. You, you don't want to do that intentionally. No, and, not at and all. You don't know the game warden if you come in with those fish, he can write you a ticket. Doesn't matter if you're in a tournament or not. No, and I, absolutely. I'm personally not going to take that chance. Yep, and you know there's a lot of people, um, you know, measure differently, and and you can measure a catfish four different ways and get four different lengths. But that's uh, right. You know, the, the way the conservation states and the way I'm sure, you know, it's the way that Alex measured and I'm sure it's, it would be the way you guys measure. But, you know, smash smash them down on the belly, bump their nose up against something and pinch their tail. I mean, that's, you right. know, and that's, that's on, the on their bellies is the best way to measure it. So that's, know, I mean, that's the legal way to measure it. So that's that's how the conservation department measures them. And if you <laughs> checked and they measure your fish, they're going to measure that fish with belly down. Yep. So why why is there any question about any other way of measuring? If you're going to be checked by an authority, then you got to measure it like they measured, or you're going to be wrong. So do yep. it the correct way to start with, and just call it a day. The thing that I am really uh, working on, and, and there's several other guys that is. It's not just me, but we need a universal measuring device that everybody uses. Yep, and and that's you know I've, that's. Uh, Willie and I were actually speaking about that just uh, coming home from a tournament here a couple weeks ago that, uh, you know, we need to get something and we need to go to the conservation. Conservation needs to approve it for a lack of better term, say, yep, it's good to go. Um, but not only that, then we have to get that in the tournament director's hands, you know, right. so so that the tournament directors are using them as well. I agree. Uh, and and then then everybody's measuring on the same board. There's no there's no ifs, hands, or buts. You know if if you're you're you know well because some people use tape measures, some people use soft cloths. You know some people use bump boards, and it it just which I'm not saying any are wrong, but we you know if we can get it uniform, that's right. I, I think we'll we'll run into a lot less issues. I would like to see uh, George Young Jr. with Mississippi River Monsters, Aaron Wheatley with Monsters on the Ohio. You know, uh, Joe, Jody Harrison. Jody just, Harrison. Just took Everybody over. sit down and say, okay, this is the approved measuring device that we are going to measure your fish with. Yep. This, is, this is approved by whatever state that you're using, that you're fishing in, whatever state, they, they agree that this is – Yep. a quality piece that this is what they'll accept anything that you measure on this thing. And everybody use that to measure their fish. And Absolutely. if we all go with one specific measuring device, it doesn't matter if doc and I are fishing down in Memphis or if Cindy and I are fishing in monsters on Ohio or Boomer and I'm fishing at the Lake of the Ozarks, we should all be good. And that's something we need to work on with all, all the tournament directors and, and the other thing is, and this really gets me in trouble sometimes, but I'm going to say it anyhow. 
at some point, I would like to see all the tournament directors say, okay, we're going to have a five fish limit because five fish is what people want to have. That's fine. Two overs, three unders, regardless of whether it's a state law or not, and call it a day. That would make fishing so much better for everybody. Uh, but again, we're talking about unified set of rules. It's going to have to happen one of these days. You guys are just going to have to suck it up and get ready for it because yeah. it's, it's going and to have to happen. I mean, I, I would even, I, you know, and I'm, I know we all disagree on stuff, but, but I love, you know, Alex's and well, I mean, I think you started that, didn't you? Three fish. Mm, I mean, yes, yes. you know, I, I love a three fish tournament. Uh, Clint Gessling and I, you know, you know, Clint, we, we sat and talked about this for a while and, and those three fish tournaments, you know, it makes you really work for quality over quantity, you know, because, because five fifteens can put you in money in 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 ninety percent of the tournaments, you know they really can. Um, but but if you have three fifteens, then you're you're out looking for a lot better quality fish, that's you know. Right. And that's that's what tournaments are about. So yep. I really like the three fish format. I do too. We started that, but just because and when we go to St. Louis, the weigh-ins would be so gigantic, and people didn't have live wells to keep the fish alive, and that's the yep. reason we done it. Uh, I would well, love to have seen that went to every tournament. Then tournament directors, they want to see the five fish. They're just not ever going to do that. So my my fix for that would be the two overs. Two overs, three under. Right. Yeah. So John Rebel says that the that is a fish judged by length or weight or just weight. Just weight, Johnny. Uh, your total weight and usually the weight of your biggest fish. Well, uh, is, is he how that's done. is he talking tournament wise or slot limit? I mean, surely. Not, well, not so. tournament-wise, that's okay. how you do it. But right. on the slot level, it's by length, not weight. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, we've grown so much, Doc, in the last few years. The last 10 yeah. years has really took off. So uh, at some point, we're all going to have to get together and say, hey, this is we're going to have to do something. And there's yeah. a bunch of us trying to work on different things, and, and we've tried for a long time. It just hasn't come to, but it's going to have to at some point. Yeah, uh, or things I, I are just going to get out of hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing this guy that's in here, Catman Rodan, must have one of your kind of trolling motors, Doc. No, that's me. Oh, that's you. <laughs> yeah. I knew something was going on. All okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Boomer, we get up there on that lake, and uh, my. My favorite arm is the Osage arm. Yep, absolutely. Me too. The reason for that is if they're pulling any water, you got current. And yep, I and like current. <laughs> yep, I do too. And that's, you know, I I fished, you know, the lake so much without current growing up and, and really <laughs> got a, a really good understanding for that. And then – I don't know. It's it's kind of a love-hate relationship with me because the last five years, you know, I really, you know, have, have Lake of the Ozarks figured out most of, most of the time. Not all of the time, by any means, most of the time. But, uh, you know, and really started focusing mo a lot more attention to the rivers. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the lake may be a little mad at me for it because, you know, we, <laughs> I, you know I'll, I'll go out and screw around and find some good fish, but but the last two tournaments on the lake, I mean, I just haven't found any quality fish and, and I'm stubborn and I, you know, I don't, 
me and me and spat put together a plan and we didn't budge on it even though we knew it didn't you know it wasn't working all day we wouldn't budge and that's neither here nor there and, but i think it may be a little mad at me for for spending so much time with the river the last four or five years that's yeah um, well but there's nothing like it again i'm sure you're talking about the missouri river and there's nothing like that anywhere in right. the united states there's no really not, not a single river. place no i love the mississippi river i really do but it's not the missouri nope that's that girl she'll she pulls you in and i don't know it's it's something else it really is and uh there's some good tournaments coming up on that missouri river now yeah absolutely yeah i mean there's just this year just you know looking around there's just so many good tournaments so everywhere you know i mean it's just growing it's just, you know it's it's great to see it grow and then you know with, with anything in growth you have growing pains and and you know sometimes people don't have things figured out that first year and you know i a lot of people give them hard times for it and just you know i, I don't know there's a lot mike, of good things happening and there's a lot of things that could be done a lot better you know you know uh, so. i agree mike cook says it's easier to keep three fish alive and you're absolutely absolutely correct. uh the boats that we have now, and Doc has been a big part of this when he when he was first starting out years ago when everybody started following Doc Lang and he'd put up all these reports and show people how to build these live wells and stuff and what he was using in his old boat. Uh, when people started getting bigger live wells, well, you had to. It was self-protection because you was catching bigger fish and the boats was not made for Right. 70 80 100 pound fish so doc started right. devising live wells and putting them on hook on catfishing website and doc i don't know how many people have seen that site over the years but nearly everybody that everyone ever, yeah I everybody mean, everyone's looked at it <laughs> you know Chuck and i used to talk about that before doc was a part of the show and it was it was like the the catfish bible if you needed information about tournament catfishing or how to make a live well or how to do this or how to do that you went to doc's website and there was the information you go Absolutely. through it and it was quality stuff so uh you know i i know that it's a lot of trouble to keep those things up uh but man for years and years that was that was the information site of all sites yeah uh Thomas Heath says, where do you find out about the tourneys and where they're at? They are posted on several websites on Facebook. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a tournament. There, you know, there's there's Midwest tournaments on Facebook. There's Midwest Mi tournament, yeah. Missouri tournaments. Yeah. Um, then basically any any of your trails has a page. You know, uh, Alex has his page on, tw you know, Twisted Cats. Um Matt Sanders has his Central Missouri Cats. Um, they all got tournaments coming up. Just, just yeah. everybody, you know, and and if you don't have Facebook, it's you know, it's one of those. It, it, it's it's good and it's bad because a lot of you know a lot of fishermen. I feel like maybe not a lot, but but the you know some they don't have Facebook and and I I think they don't know about a lot of the tournaments because we've gotten to to such a, a technological world you know it's i don't know we joke my wife and i joke about it all the time it's did you see this on facebook oh did you see this on facebook you know and it's people just don't communicate anymore because you assume you don't think about it and you assume that everyone else has facebook so you put it on there and you just assume everyone sees it yep um so and, and i gotta tell you there's some people that's on facebook now 
that I would have bet good money 10 years ago would have never had a computer oh, to start absolutely. with, much less have, have Facebook, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it was so funny. My, it was my, my aunt came and picked up the kids before we did the show tonight. And she was telling me one of her best friends, you know, her whole life, her mother decided to get Facebook uh, Saturday and she had it on live and aunt Stacey, and she didn't know she had Facebook live on here, you know, an hour or so ago. Mm -hmm. And she was just going through her house and didn't know. I mean, Oh, I don't know. It's some people probably shouldn't have it, but it's it's funny. That's, that's true. Major Brown says, "So, what's different about the Missouri versus Mississippi River other than current? Uh, a lot of things." Yeah. What What's this? Uh, the better question would be, "What's the same?" I mean, nothing. Yeah, Major. One of the things is the last dam. There's only what three dams on the Missouri River, and the last yep. one's in South Dakota. I believe. South Dakota. Yep. Yeah. And so it's wide open other than the wing dikes that's on through there. So it's just free flowing and that current really gets to rocking. Uh, the Mississippi has dams ever so often down through there. And that, for the most part, it slows that current down a lot till you get past St. Louis and then it gets, right. it gets yeah. wild too. Yeah. Once, once you hit Cape, you're in some rip roaring stuff, you know, uh, and it doesn't slow again. down. Nope. Yeah. It never but, slows uh, down. You know, the, the Missouri is, a lot is not more curvy and windy, and you have a lot more bends, yeah. um, a lot more topography change. So, you have you know, faster water in, in some stretches, you know, going downhill, faster water, deeper bends, um, you know, dikes, 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 dikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's that's the biggest thing you got to watch about the Missouri River is, is making sure you don't get into those dikes, especially if the water's up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, a little bit of water will put a lot of those just barely under the water, and that's yeah. It can but, be dangerous. But but you know a good that's one thing that we're blessed with that you know even even five or six years ago they were out, but not not like they are now. Those map cards are just a blessing. I mean, they are. Don't don't yeah. rely on them. You know, one hundred percent. But they'll show you where the dikes are are around and where the channel is, and and they'll get you headed in the right direction. That's right, and and, and uh, if you could stay in the channel, the, the the little faint trail on those, a lot of people don't realize, but that's the channel, the the spot where the barges try to stay. Yep. And, uh, if you can stay in there, you're, if if you're where the barges are at, as long as you avoid them, you're probably going to be safe to go. And uh, you have at least have, you have at least I think I don't remember whether the Missouri is eight and the Mississippi's twelve or they're both twelve, but you have at least eight foot of water if you stay in that channel, no that's matter exactly what. Right. I mean, they, you know, that's that's just the core law. So. Yep, that, that's right. Now, I, for those that – and we talked about this some time back, but I have an app on my phone called Find Boat or Find Ship, and you can download this as a free download. And if you're fishing the Missouri or the Mississippi River or Lake Ozark, for that matter, because it's navigable water, for a guide that's guiding on Lake Ozark, Truman, or the Osage River, if you do not have a six-pack license for the Coast Guard, you are breaking the law. Well, let me, let me touch on that. It's actually not the entire Lake of the Ozarks. So this is, this is one of the most screwed-up laws there is, and you – I don't care. I don't care if you're guiding in your bathtub. I think if you're guiding people, you should have you should have you should be Coast Guard approved. I mean, that's, that's right. just 
But for, basically from, I believe it's the 92, it's either the 88 or 92 mile marker um, down. You don't have to because Lake of the Ozarks is a private lake. Um, it's, it's not a core lake. So in those Truman tailwaters, you do. On all of Truman, you do. And then, of course, you know, the Osage River, you, you do. But that there there is a little loophole that a lot of guys use on that, that Lake of the Ozarks. Well, from what the Coast Guard had told me, that the only way that Truman and their tributaries and the Osage River could be was if it was the same law for the lake, because if it wasn't for the dam, they would probably still be running barges down that. He yeah, said, okay. so them guys that are guiding up there, he told me that if they come down there and they start handing out tickets, if they don't have it, they're going to get it. Well, good. That's the way it should be. Yeah. No, you know, I, like I said, I don't care if you're guiding in yeah. the bathtub. Get a license. That's right. You're putting people in your boat. I mean. <laughs> That's right. I agree. I agree. But anyhow, well, the point I was making is on this fine fish or fine ship, you yeah. can go to that app and download that and and however you enlarge your screen and you can go to the area you're in and it'll show you where every barge is on that section of water. And say you're at uh, Keokuk, Iowa, fishing a tournament up there, and you pull it up where you can see the Keokuk Dam for miles each direction of that, It'll show you every barge that is on there, even tell you the name of that tow that's pushing yep. that barge. And you'll know if you're going to be stuck behind the dam to get locked through. It's a, it's a really neat app that, yep. that if, you're, if you're out on the rivers where there's barge traffic, you should have that app. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, and, and it can't be reiterated enough, and I'm – I'm a pretty big advocate of it because my dad is a, a retired uh, towboat chief engineer. So, you know, he's, he's a river rat through and through, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's just safety, 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 because, That's right. and they, they come across like, you know, assholes or whatever you want to call them, but they really just don't want to kill you. I mean, those right. shit, they can't, they can't turn them on a dime. They can't do anything. I mean, they and just they don't want to kill them. you. Because that's what'll happen. I mean, they'll they'll just yeah. kill you. So you need you know just pay attention. And that app is I've I've got the same app. It's it's yeah, really it's, cool. It's quality and and it's something that if you're going to fish any place that's got commercial traffic, you should have that. Yep. Uh, I I use it a lot. Uh, well, I, I say I use it a lot. A lot of times, Cindy uses it because I I can't see in the daytime or the dam. <laughs> You know, she she does a lot of that kind of stuff, but but it's on the phone, and the Cardinals are winning again. So oh, you know, uh, throughout the years we've been friends, Lyle, I, I've come to kind of figure out that Cindy kind of just does everything. She really does. <laughs> I mean, she just. I operate the boat. She catches the fish. She fixes the stuff to eat. You know, she just kind of takes care of things. Yep. But, <laughs> but that, that's what a good fishing partner does. That's right. <laughs> you know, they pick up for your downfalls. You yeah, know, wherever your strong suits are not, that's what your good fishing partner partner does. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is, and uh, you're right, Mike. Uh, we don't need that. You're you're correct. Uh, but there is a lot of good tugboat captains uh, on the rivers, and and the, you know, we we was down at Wheeler a couple of years ago, and and uh, every barge captain that went by us, the whole crew was waving at us. Yep, absolutely. Now, I'm quite sure that they did not know that we was in a fishing tournament. They probably thought we was just out there messing around. Yeah. But you'll get several like that on the the rivers and stuff, and, and they'll do that. 
But uh, I fished a tournament in St. Louis. Well, it was actually one of the Sea Ark tournaments years ago when they had them down there. And uh, the guy was trying to put a barge in where we was fishing. And he said, boys, I've got to put this in. You're going to have to move. So we moved. And the minute that he pulled out, we went right back there because we was on fish, you know. Right. And he says, hey, you, you got about 15 minutes. I'm going to be back. You have to move again. So, okay. But, you know, th they can all do that if they just take a second to do it. But some of them don't have time to do it. They don't think about it. And we're all that way. It's not just yep. a towboat driver. But it was nice enough to say, hey, I'm going to be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and we, you know, we're we just catching fish. One day pre-fishing that we, I mean, we were on fish, you know, and, and every drift we were hitting three or four fish and, uh, and that towboat captain or, or one of the deckhands or something. Anyway, he come out and he was like, y'all got 45 minutes and then, then, you know, you need to be going. That's, right. said, that, that's plenty of time. <laughs> you know, we was on fish when he pulled in there. When he left, the fish didn't leave. They come right back in there. We started catching them again. Yeah. Alan, that is called, that app is called Find Ship. Find Ship. Yep, and and you'll like it. Go ahead and get it. It's a free download. It's it's very helpful if you fish any kind of navigable water. Uh, Thomas he says he carries a portable VHF radio. That is Ricky Brackett is a is a riverboat captain. Runs the big barges up and down the Mississippi and the Ohio River and different places. And one of the things he when we was having uh, year end meetings and stuff, I'd have uh, speakers come in and talk to us at our dinners. And Ricky said that's one of the things that people don't have a lot of times that he would highly recommend as a safety factor is to have one of those radios. And you can talk to those barge guys. Say you're anchored up on the outside bend and this barge is coming up there. You can contact them to see if you're out of his way or not. They'll tell you. And that's the you thing. Know. You know, you can, you can see them so far in advance, especially if they're pushing up. You know, right. those boats are pushing up. You've got plenty of time. And you may not have to pull anchor and reset. You know, they can look and see exactly where they need to put. Now, now they may get close to you. I mean, yep. they, you may you may be able to, you know, feel well, them. You, but. you get that pucker factor if they get close yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially if they got 40 barges that they're That's showing. right. You know, and that's... You guys know what, what they're, where they're going to be. They got a pretty yeah. good idea. They and that's something we don't see in Missouri. You know, we don't see 40 barges. No. Like like you no. do in Cape and Memphis going down. Um, you know, you see, you know, 5 to 15. But, yeah, but yeah the, those those 40 barge pushes and that's, I mean, they're they're coming. That's, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know last year... On Mississippi monsters, we Lyle and I had one. He he just come out of nowhere. He snuck up on us, and and we had been looking for him. And you know, and I think we had caught a fish or something, and that kind of takes it away from it. it. And we looked up, and there he was. And, yeah, and you had seven mile an hour current that creates noise, and you get the bull crapping around. The next Absolutely. thing you know, you're not paying attention. But these new these new diesel motors in these. These things are a lot quieter yeah, than they used they to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. They're a lot quieter than they used to be. Used to be you could hear them when they rounded the bend a mile down the river, but yep. you can't anymore. Nope. And you just, I mean, you, generally you hear, especially if you're not looking for them, generally you just hear water moving more than anything, and yeah. you're like, well, you know, why, why is water moving? And then there they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hear that. 
that slap, 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 yep. where yep. that water is slapping. And, and when when they get that close to you, you're not worried about that barge bite any longer. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen barges come by and, and wash people up on the sandbars and just, I mean, set them in the middle of nothing. <laughs> They will, uh, they will, if you're anchored up near a dike, they will throw you right into rocks if you're not careful. Uh, there's a lot of dangers about them, but if you pay, it's just like we was talking about fishing the Missouri River. Yep. If you pay attention, pay attention, you're okay. Don't yeah. be a knucklehead and everybody will have fun. I mean, that's, that's right. <laughs> Be safe. That, that's exactly right. Well, Boomer, we have enjoyed having you on the show, and thank you for a lot of quality information. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of guys out. Uh, if you got any any sponsors or anybody you'd like to thank or talk about, go ahead and take all the time you want and do that. Yeah, um, I mean, this year we've we've really kind of taken off, and uh, you know, it's good because we've been doing it a long time. But uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, the mud bumps. I mean, those dudes from day one. You know, Willie and I have have established a very, very good friendship and, and I'm friends with all of them, but with Willie and I fishing together a lot, you know, we're closer and, and they're just, they're good dudes that are just, you know, just like me and you, you know, from the, from the sticks for a lack, you know, of, of a better term. And they just, they, they just want to have fun. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how you're doing it, whether you're, you know, rod and railing or limb lining or camping or riding four wheelers or shooting ducks. I mean, you're just, you're going to have a good time with them. And they've, you know, they've put out some really good products that, uh, you know, their, their rods are, they're just, they're, they're right. They're, the rods are great. Um, but, but just overall that the mud bums as a whole have done, you know, so much, so much for us. Um, you know, and then of course, Adam at tombstone tackle, he's, he's everybody's guy, you know, he's, he's been, he's been doing catfishing since before catfishing was doing catfishing. You know, he just, uh, he takes care of everybody and he, he really takes care of, of his local boys, you know, that, that we, we take care of him and he takes care of us. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people, I mean, this, this one doesn't have anything to do with catfishing, but Voss distributing the, the company I work for, uh, Red Bull, you know, they're, they're a, a, a monetary sponsor that helps out a lot. And uh, so go drink Red Bull and take care of us. But, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, this year we've got on board with, like I was saying earlier, BJ Ayers and, and the original clear board looking, looking forward to that partnership. And um, it's captain Scott Manning with Tennessee river monsters um, teamed up with him on some hooks, um, backstabber hooks, and uh, some demon dragons that we're still we're still waiting on because he can't keep them in stock. But they're a uh, you know for Those, dragon ba- for dragon baits. They're uh, he awesome. sent me yeah he sent me some back whenever yeah. he got his first load in, and then he was just out of them and he can't can't send them back. But they replace that float and they rattle and they're just built like a tank and they're loud. You know that's you know this this progression of catfishing it's, it's really kind of turned into. You know, the, those fish like noise, you know, and, and everybody's starting to figure that out. They like vibration and they like rattling and they like sound, you know, but, uh, you know, those demon dragons are awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but though, you know, those are the, the meat and potatoes of it that, that really take care of, of me and my partner. Um, you know, 
keep us do. doing what keep us doing what we're doing and send us all over the country to fish and you know i mean i couldn't ask for better partners and you got a really good partner also yeah absolutely yeah we had a blast with willie last week that was that was a lot of fun yeah they're uh, you guys are put on they, they was really good on the show and they're good guys i don't care what people say doesn't make any difference you're not doing anything wrong and they are as much fun to be around as anybody on yep that's why that you know and that's why we do it i mean we just we just have a blast no matter what we're doing we're just laughing so, at each other and making fun of each other oh and, yeah i do but, have one other question i know that we're running a little bit long here but are you and chuck breedlove going to do any fishing together you, you could get so a better person to fish with if, than chuck. The, the whole thing with chuck i'm afraid of is if me and chuck get in a boat you know, I, I'm afraid nobody else would have a chance. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just no. Um, I, I would love to. I would love to fish with Chuck. And I actually was just talking to him a couple of weeks ago about getting up here to this Brunswick tournament that we're having. Um, yeah. You know, because the dude is. I mean, Chuck is a great fisherman. Um, yes, he and he's, he's one of those behind the scene guys. A lot of guys don't don't know Chuck, but when you start looking up, you know, tournaments and stuff, Chuck's always in the top five. Like. Yeah. I mean, the dude can straight fish. Um, I wish we were closer. And it's the same way with, you know, one of our other bro staff, uh, you know, Lee Hardy out in uh, South Carolina. I mean, he's always on fish. He's always placing in tournaments. It just sucks that they're so far away and we can't get together, you know. Um, but, you know, we've got – I've got all – I've got plenty of guys around home to fish with. I, I there's never a weekend that's free for sure. I mean, there's just so many good guys around Missouri that we all, oh, you know, we're all so, we're all friends until till it's time to launch, you know. And when there's, the there's motors fire up the Yep, and there's 9 hours in there that we're not friends and then the second it's over we're friends again, so. <laughs> but yeah, um I, I would love to fish with Chuck, but it's just with him, you know, he I think he's about 10 hours away from me, 8 hours away from me, so yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. If you guys get to fish together, you'll enjoy it. That's for sure. Yep, he's well, he's he's, fun. he's funny. He's another one of them funny ones. Yep. Oh man, we were. I hope you're not listening, Chuck, because I'm gonna tell a story <laughs> on you. But <clears throat> so we were at the we were at the catfish conference, and you know we all the mud bums took us out to a very very nice dinner, and uh, Chuck was down there at the end of the table. And he opened the menu, and he said, and you just hear him. I mean, you know, and it was a nice place. And he goes, what? And he goes, I can't afford this stuff. Somebody bring me some mozzarella sticks. And, <laughs> I mean, just, we just all started rolling. But uh, he's he's a hoot. He's one of those guys that are just always laughing, you know, always cutting jokes. And he's just, yep. he's great. Well, I always try to make it a point to get whenever we're near each other that we spend a couple minutes talking or, or longer. But uh, I really like old Chuck. He's a great guy. And you guys would be great in a boat together. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. It. Yep. Well, Boomer, thank you so much for, for coming on the show with us and sharing some of your knowledge of the lake. I appreciate yeah, it very much. And I know a lot of these other guys uh, are, are very thankful for information about bait and fishing the, the lake and, yeah, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, anybody that knows me knows this is true. And I'm not just saying it on here. I mean, this is cold, hard facts. If I do not have a tournament, I am fishing. I mean, I fish, you know, 48, 49 weekends a year, and that's that's no bullshit. I do. 
And if you are, you know, you want to come to Missouri and go on Lake of the Ozarks, I'm always down to go. You know, I mean, I don't care. I'll take anybody. I'll show them anything. I don't care to. As long as, as long as you know, Pat and I or uh, Willie and I don't have a tournament, you know, call me. We'll go. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. You can't beat a deal like that. Nope. Nope. Good deal. All right. Well, Boomer, thanks a bunch. Yes, sir. Uh, you and I get together, and we'll get to some of this stuff ironed out here before long. And Fisher will be. We'll get some, We need to make that happen. We'll get some videos. All right. Well, we'll we'll like make some bloopers if if nothing else. I guarantee <laughs> you there'll be some bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for right, joining fellas. us on the show. Yep. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, right, Boomer. Thank you. Appreciate it. There's some quality information there, Doc. Yes, there was. Yeah, very good. We was, yep. We was talking, and you didn't have any um, uh, results uh, for tournaments, and I didn't get any results this week. But I do have um, a new tournament series that's starting up around the Kansas City area. Tim Berger is putting on the American Catfish Tournament Series, and the 2017 schedule. He sent me while we was on the show, one of the times that my internet actually was working, uh, April 15th at Call Point, going to be a night tournament. May 6th at Hillsdale Point, Hillsdale Lake is a night tournament. June 10th at Call Point is a night tournament, and it is a qualifier for the Catfish Weekly National Championship. July 8th at Call Point is a night tournament. August 12th. <coughs> Excuse me. At Call Point is a night tournament, and uh, the September 16th Call Point night tournament is also a qualifier for the Catfish Weekly National Championship. So thanks, Tim, for sending us that information. I'm, he, I've, I've worked with with Tim a little bit. Uh, he tried to help him get this thing started. He wanted to make sure that everything that he was doing was the quality, uh, the right way to do it. And I give him a, a, my opinions on things, and uh, you know. I, some of the stuff he used and some of it he probably didn't, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm glad to see him step in there and, and make some tournaments up there for them guys. There's a lot of great fishermen in that Kansas City area uh, from Kansas City and Missouri both, and they're going to have a great time up there. So uh, thanks for sending me that information. Oh, and he also says they're working to get some more tournaments at it. So there you go, fellas. If you guys want to fish tournaments in that area uh, – you're going to be able to fish them. Tim's going to make sure you got tournaments to fish. Yep. So, other, absolutely. And, and we're getting more tournaments popping up all over. It's not just in our area, but this year we're having uh, two or three new new groups. Uh, there's one in St. Louis. Uh, Mark's putting on down there, uh, having stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Tim's putting some on, and the boys out the from Nebraska is doing some stuff. There's just all kinds of them going on, and I'm sure you've got stuff going on out your way, Doc. Yep, I've got a tournament this weekend on the 15th of April, Binks Benefit Tournament, and it is, it is a national qualifying tournament for the 2018 tournament that yep. uh, Catfish Weekly is putting on. Absolutely. So the was top, top five people will be qualified to fish that tournament. That was outstanding of them to do that. It really was. Yes, it was. Thomas Heath, uh, you're asking, what about Iowa? Uh, there is several Iowa catfish tournament trails up there. The one that sticks in my mind is iCats. You can contact Johnny Coleman and some of them guys. They can give you all the information. I do know 
at the end of April. They're having a tournament in Keokuk, Iowa. If you feel like going up there and getting involved with that, it's a good place to test the waters. There'll be some good fish brought in up there and a lot of fun. That's a great place to fish tournaments if the water's not real bad, and it shouldn't be. Uh, so uh, get a hold of Johnny and, and some of them guys, Dan Elmers. They All them guys can help you with information for ICATs. And the ones that I'm not familiar with that I see posted all the time, they can probably help you out with some of them because I know they have a lot of tournaments up on Red Rock and and uh, places like that 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 I don't I am not familiar with. So so get a hold of them guys and they'll help you out. Yep. What else you got, Doc? Just my tip for the night, and it's a real short yeah. one, but it's an important one. Try to All get right. into the habit of checking your leader line after you catch every fish. I you know. <laughs> It, I know it's hard to do. We want to get that hook back in the water and, you know, try to catch another one. But just take a little bit of time to run that thing between your fingers or, you know, you could do it between your lips. I don't think I want to do <laughs> some of the water I fish in. There's no way I even wash my hands in it. So, no. you know, just to run it across there if you feel any kind of nick at all. You know, you may lose a monster the next time it goes down. So uh, that's, right. that's Doc's tip for the night. Check them leaders after every fish. You know, I, I Doc, what do you think about after you've used them and, and had two or three good fish on them? Do you think that that line gets weakened from being stretched? Uh, maybe not so much being stretched, but, you know, if, if, they've, got, if they've got that hook down in their mouth, and you know they got those rakers that are up, you know, that's sitting there fraying on this stuff right here. Now, with a flathead, he turns around and he runs back into the garbage that he's been camping out in. You know, this stuff goes across, you know, logs and stuff like that. It, it's going to get messed up, you know. Right. So, you know, and you just need to check it because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll even check above because I like to fish a lot of rocks and where that weight is down in that, in that rock crevice and that line could be coming right over top of a, another rock or, you know, so what I have tried to do is I check the line above my swivel sometimes. And I, and I've seen that really frayed real bad. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if you catch a four foot gar, them guys, we, we know from experience, they mess a line up real yes, quick. Yes, they do. They, they'll do that, and they'll knock your tools out of your hands and cut yeah. your hands up and everything. Yeah. Leave a nice little scar. Yeah. <laughs> Reminders. That's right. It's uh, What is that that your granddaughter said about taking pictures at the conference? Making memories? Making a memory. Yep, That's making right. a memory. That's right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for, for joining us tonight. We have George Young Jr. is supposed to be with us next Monday night. And for all of you that have not got in on the free entry for the Mississippi River Monster Tournament, we are giving away on Catfish Weekly Spot 100. Get those in. We're going to give that away next week. With George is on the show with us. It's uh, that's been three. If you want to win a two hundred fifty dollars spot, 
to uh, fish in Mississippi River monsters, then somebody's going to win it. We want to do it with George is on the show with us. Uh, great tournament. Uh, Aaron posted up that we have spot 100. Also for Monsters on the Ohio, we're going to be doing that, and then we'll get Aaron on here, and we're going to also give away the spot for that. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy that. I have been talking with some other people. We have uh, some new stuff uh, we're going to be doing for giveaways. I've got some line and things we're going to give away. We've got another big uh, company that is is going to be helping us out with some free stuff. It's on its way, so once it gets here, we'll We'll elaborate on that a little bit and talk about some other stuff, but a lot of big things in the works. So stay tuned to Catfish Weekly. And for Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes. We'll see you next Monday night.